that's better. Okay, um, so been back in the gym and working out and doing stuff to get fit. And the thing about it is trying to be motivated, right? Or stay motivated. You know how we can get motivated and then get out of motivated and we in it. Oh, we, yeah, thank you, Jesus. We we're doing it. And then all of a sudden it kind of like slows down, a little slow and slow and to a halt. And um as I was working out yesterday, I said, well, God, uh, help me stay committed. Help me stay motivated. I prayed that plenty of times, too. It didn't have a long life or a long last. So after yesterday, I was sitting there, and the Holy Spirit said to me, the problem is you don't have a purpose or motivation for doing it other than I want to look good and I want the summer's coming. And he said, those are not lasting motivations. I want to fit in my clothes. I want, I saw an old picture of me and I want to change. God said, that's not motivation. That's nothing that's going to keep you there. He said, what, what is your purpose for being fit? What do you want to be fit for? And he said, and I want you to identify this from a kingdom perspective. Why do you want to eat better? Why do you want to be healthier? Why do you want to do it? Not just from, from temporal, fleshly mind thing, but by your spirit. Why do you want to do it? And I sat and I thought about it. And I said, um, I'm going to need some help with this one, Father. And he said, well, the way I have you traveling, the things I have you doing, you're a man in the 60s. You need to be healthy for what I've called you to. You need to be fit for what I'm doing with you already. I have you traveling regularly. You can't be huffing and puffing and, and out of shape and, and, and sickly or anything for what I've called you to. If you would attach a destiny to this, you would stay motivated. I went, hmm. And I start to look at everything in my life from this perspective of what's my motive? You know, active say that. What's my motivation? What's my motive? Why am I doing anything that I do? What's the purpose in it? Why, why am I driven to do anything? And what I'm finding is a lot of what we are driven to or driven by is stuff that doesn't have everlasting meaning. So it doesn't last the long term in our drive. Well, that sounds nice. It sounds spiritual, but it has to mean more to us than just a church saying. It has to be a real thing to us. Why am I doing it? And the first answer should be, are you listening to me? Because God called me to. That needs to be the first answer. Not because I want to impress people or I want to be successful or I want to win at this, but because God called me to this. Hmm. Well, God called me to this. He supports what he authorizes. So he's going to give me what need I need to succeed in that. So now it's no longer about willpower. It's about God's power through his motivation because we're being directed to do what he's called us to do. So many times I've tried to get myself together and succeed I'm using fitness as a point here, but in all things, business ideas, 
you know, go back to school, whatever that thing is God has been putting in your heart to do. And we can't stay motivated because we don't have a purpose in our motivation. We don't see an end game. And if you don't see an end game, you can't stick with it. What, what am I called to at this moment? For such a time as this, what, what is God's purpose for me right now and in my life? How many of us can actually answer that question? How many of us can actually honestly say, I know exactly where I am in God and what he's called me to at this season of my life? I, I get an ultimate goal. We'll, we'll talk about that. But what is the purpose? And God said, I support that ultimate purpose. I'm going to throw something at you and then I'm going to get into some scripture. How many times have you started a thing that you got excited about but couldn't keep up with it or didn't stay with it for the long term? How many times have you started something that you knew was God? A word was spoken over you even. You got excited, hallelujah, fell out, did a holy dance, spoke in tongue for, for 15 minutes, and still it didn't last the test of time with you. God said, because it wasn't attached to purpose. It was, it was attached to a moment. It was attached to that time that word was spoken over you by that pastor. How could he know that? How could she know that? Oh, my God, it must be you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And God said, but without attaching it to the purpose that I've called you to, it has a short shelf life. Who am I speaking to right now? Who am I talking to today? Who, who's saying, I, this is, this, this, I need this word right now? So, here's what I'm asking you. Do you know the ultimate purpose of anything you're doing? Do you know what God has called you to? Well, one of the things I'm coming to the realization is, is that God has called me to rest. He has called us to rest. To rest. What do you mean to rest? I got so much work to do. How do you rest in that? Because if you're called to do it, then his support gives you the ability and the power to rest, even in the calling. What are you called to do? And then how do you rest in it? Now, and that's a contradiction because busyness is, is, is what we believe is work. Doing the work of God is we got to be doing something. We, we got to be busy. And God's like, no. You have to accept that I called you in it and then rest in it. If I put you in the car with me and I'm driving, you don't need to be sitting there on the other side pretending you're driving and stepping on the brakes and steering a wheel. You need to sit back, relax, and rest. The key to our success and victory in God is our ability to trust. And the ability to trust gives us the ability to rest. And what I find in most of the things that God calls me to do is I say, okay, God, step aside. I got to get this work done. I'll call you when I get stuck. Nobody, no, no takers on this? Nobody want to walk with me on this one a little bit? Okay. We, we, we ask God to be our assistant instead of our purpose driver, and then we rest in that purpose. Turn with me to Psalm 23. And I'm giving you this psalm because I was 
sitting here trying to sort out my life. I have five different businesses that I'm a part of. And now God has given me a word, a prophetic word, that he's called me to something else. And I'm going, oh, boy. And I already knew I was called to it because it had been spoken before. But this time it was spoken by someone whose word I believe. And I was like, uh, okay, well, here we go. And God said, but I gave you this scripture yesterday to prepare you for this word today to get you on a focus on what is purpose. Why have I called you to it? is more important at times than what I've called you to. The why is more important than the what. Are you bearing witness with what I'm saying today? The why is more important than the what. What you have to do is one thing. You have to feed and take care of your child. That's the what. The why is because you don't want them to die or you don't want them to, you know, or you don't want to go to jail for, for neglect. Whatever your motivation is, it's usually because you want them to grow up and be strong and become what you want them to be. But there's also some other reasons that you don't want to do the wrong thing. You have a goal. And that goal is I want to see that child grow up. And, and most good parents would say, and do better than I did. Right? It's a motivation. That motivation is a purpose, and that purpose will keep you being a parent even when that child is acting the way they shouldn't be acting or doing what they shouldn't be doing or not getting the grades you want them to get or becoming as what you want them to be as fast as you want them to be. That purpose keeps you going. You have a calling, and that's a calling. See, when people think about calling, they think about church. It's not about church. It's about purpose in your life, what God has called you to. So talking about purpose and then talking about rest and putting those two together, the title was the purpose in rest. The purpose in rest. Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd, reading from the NIV, and I'm going to read this from three different versions today. Starting with the NIV, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides quiet waters and he refreshes my soul. Stop. We just did three verses there and every one of those verses signify rest. The Lord is the shepherd, meaning he leads, not me. I don't lead and ask him to help, but he leads and I follow. Can I get an amen from somebody? He leads and I follow. The Lord is my shepherd. I'm not his shepherd. He is my, not my coworker. He's not my sub. He's not my stand and fill in. He is the leader. He's the shepherd. And if I let him lead, I don't lack. Well, I've, I've been with the Lord for a long time. And, you know, you come into some hard times sometimes, Pastor. You know, sometimes you got to go through some things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that religious stuff sound cute. And those are all excuses to justify why we miss God's greatness or goodness in our life. We've come up with all kinds of religious things to blame God for us not achieving or being what he's called us to be. We come up with all kinds of junk. But at the end of the day, he says, if I am your shepherd, you will not lack. 
Yeah, y'all can look at me funny if you want to. If the Lord shepherds me, I shall not be in want. We can, we, we can stop the message right there. If you got lack, it's because the Lord's not leading. Oh, I love the Lord. I believe that. Oh, the Lord is my Savior. Yeah, I, I love the Lord. Oh, my, I believe all of that. But if his word promises, if you say to this mountain, be thou removed and not doubt in your heart, but believe those things shall come to pass, you shall have whatsoever you say. And I don't have so whatsoever I say, and I don't see what the word promises I should see, then the fault is in me and not in him. He is perfect. He is not a man that he would lie or the son of man that he would repent. He's perfect. So I have to always say, God, where am I missing you? Let me tell you one of the things that God has been dealing with me with, and I've had to get the balance and rest in that. And I'll just drop it as a seed and I'll come to it. Me clashing with people for a season of my life and just going to the season where I'm just clashing with everybody. And the Lord says in his word, if your man ways please the Lord, he causes even his enemies to live at peace with him. Oh, dag, Lord, ain't nobody living at peace with me right now in some of this. But they just jealous because I'm in the things of God and they just hate us. And God was like, no, if your ways please me, I cause your enemies to live at peace with you. Stop coming up with substitute scriptures or writing stuff in to fill in for your lack or your ignorance. My word is perfect. Don't fill it in. It's okay. It covers itself. The Lord is my shepherd. King James says, I shall not want. NIV says, I lack nothing. That's not just things. That's answers. That's direction, that's peace, that's clarity. That You understand what I'm saying? Is, is That's health. It's all of that if the Lord is my shepherd. I started this message by saying, God, I start working out, but I don't stay committed. And he said, because you have no destiny. You have no purpose in it. I'm not your shepherd. You're trying to look cute or feel better. I want to be able to go to the beach and take my shirt off. Whatever these reasons are we come up with other than why do you need me fit, Lord? And let all them other things be side benefits. But the main benefit is why do you want me fit, Father? So if he's my shepherd, watch this. Ooh, I'm going there. Okay. All right. Okay. Here we go. Seatbelts on. Here we go. If he's my shepherd... Then he leads me down the path in the aisles of the supermarket that I might not put junk in my cart that don't need to be in there. I, 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 I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He and when I go to the car, God says to me, "Stay in the vegetable section." But there's so many things over there. Stay out that cereal aisle, boy. Stay out of there. You're going to be looking, grabbing some Fruit Loops or whatever. Stay out of there. Just go over here. This is where I need you to be. Mm. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So some people don't have this conversation, but it's a real conversation. If the Lord is my shepherd, he'll leave me. No, don't drive that way. You know you're going too fast. Slow that car down. But Lord, I got to get there. On the okay. So then you're your shepherd. 
You're just going to have me in and say, Lord, help me not get a ticket. Help me not get in an accident. But you're going to do your thing and you're going to ask God to co-pilot. It's okay. I know you may not be jumping up and down about this message today, but it's still good for you. It's good for you. Or medicine don't taste good, but it may be good for you. So here it is. And it's for me too. This is what God's saying to me. I tell you all the time. He put it on me. I put it on you. I get it. You get it. If I got to take a whipping, you got to take one too. We all getting in this together. <laughs> Praise God. But this is not a whipping. This is encouragement. I'm just trying to help you understand how the enemy tricks us into believing that God need to help us instead of us cooperating with God. Well, that was a word right there. I hope you caught that. I don't want God to help me. I want to cooperate with God. Can I get an amen for somebody? <laughs> so says, if he's my shepherd, I don't laugh. Watch this. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. That hit me. I read that a bunch of times. In every translation I saw the word makes. And I understood something that I never understood before for this message. He got to make you lie down. You don't just do it. You won't just be still. You just want to martha all over the place. He, he has to make your behind lie down. Remember when he put Abraham to sleep and then he had to walk to the office? Because Abraham wouldn't be still. Abraham kept feeling he got to cooperate. I got to give my wife away to the king so they don't kill me. I got to get Hagar pregnant so, so I can see the promises of God come to pass. We always try to help God. Let me, I got to make you lay down. I got to make you be still. How many of you bear witness today that God sometimes got to make you be still? Just go home and go to bed. Just go to sleep somewhere. I'll take care of it while you're sleeping. Is that true? Well, that's what, that's what the Psalms 127 says. Except God build the city. Except God watch the city. It is foolish to rise early and go to bed late. And eat the bread of anxious toil, for God blesses those he, who he loves or his beloved in their sleep. That don't mean you sleep all the time and don't do nothing. That means you rest. One of the, one of the songs that I used to listen to all the time, and I thought it was such a cute song, and to that, one day God checked me. Jesus, take the wheel. Jesus, take the wheel. Driving down the road, got off track, car sliding, Jesus take the wheel. And Jesus said, I should have had the wheel all the time. Shouldn't have to ask me to take it. I should have been driving. <laughs> okay. All right now. We're gonna keep moving. I'm gonna stop picking on people. Yeah, I'm gonna stop picking on myself too. You're gonna keep moving. He makes me to lie down. He makes me be still when I follow him. He leads me beside quiet water. Because if you lead yourself, that's not where you go. You go where the noise is. When I finished working out with this gentleman last night who uh, lives in the building with me, um, he's always busy, always doing stuff. Life, whew, crazy. And he's been seeking the Lord and, and, and walking out the Lord with me, but he's still the vices in the world and the calling of the of the wild is still very prevalent. And he calls me to work out with him and to talk with him and hang with him and counsel with him. 
And he said, you know, let's go get something to eat. And we went, it was late. It was like 11 o'clock at night. So we went and found a food truck. And um, got some eat, not the best stuff to eat after workout, a burger and fries, but that's what we did. And then I said, I don't want to go home. Let's take a walk. I want to go for a walk. So we talking about like almost, you know, 1130 at night. I'm going to go take a walk. He says, I know this waterfront place down here. Um, someplace I had never been. And he took me to it. And we went and walked around, you know, all by the pier and the water. And just conversing about the things of God. And as I was watching the water, you know, and I can see across the way, I can see, uh, uh, not Miami Beach, um, I don't remember the name of the other city down there, of course, from Miami, but it's a it's, it's Miami Beach and then there's another one. Um, and I'm looking at it and we're looking at the water and the lightning is in the sky and the lightning is dancing. So I took out my camera and I started recording it. And I said, God, give me a show. And the lightning just had to look almost like little fireworks in the background. I said, ah, oh, you're showing off, God. And he said, but this is what being still is about. You always running, you always ripping, you always doing, you always accomplishing, you always achieving. But sometimes you just need to just be still and let me entertain you. You need to let me lead you by the quiet waters. You need to let make me let you make you lie down so I can restore your soul. Mm. So I can refresh your soul. I don't know if I'm gonna get past these first three verses today. I wanna do the whole thing, but I don't want you to miss any of these nuggets. These nuggets are so good. Who being blessed by what you're hearing right now? Man, my God. I will shepherd you and you will lack nothing. I will make you lay down when you wanna rip and run. I will lead you by quiet water and I will refresh your soul. All I can say, babies, let him lead. Let him lead. This, I'm, we're going to do the rest of this. But today, I feel like I want to just wrap this in right here. Let him lead. Let him guide. Sit back and pray and say, Father, what have you given me to do that I've taken from you? Where did I stop letting you lead? Because I do lack some things. And if you lacking in the things that he's even called you to do, then he's not leading. There's no way he's called you to be in ministry. There's no way he's called you and you can't pay your bills. There's no way he's called you to, to start a business, but you can't get a customer. There's no way he's called you to, to pursue any dream or any vision and then nothing is working. It's not working because he's not leading. You took the charge and you went forward. Don't beat yourself up. Just make the correction, babies. Don't beat yourself up. Don't feel no shame. Say, God, what's the purpose that you called me to this? And get me on the path of righteousness, which this thing has it for your name's sake, right? Lead me. I'm jumping ahead. We'll get to this next week. But lead me back 
to the place that you will lead. You're the shepherd and I follow you. And on days that you say, well, God, what do I need to do today? And he says, nothing, nothing. But Lord, it's this and it's that and these phone calls, turn it off, turn it off. It's one of the things I've seen Lindsay's been doing a lot lately. She's my business partner staffing. Like I'm taking a hiatus today. I don't want to take no phone calls. I'm sure she still sneaks a couple in and a couple of texts and emails, but she, I know you do. You're my partner. I know you but a little bit, right? But them days God says, stop, go outside, go take a breath, go take a walk, go look at some water, stand at your window and watch it rain. Just, just turn off the phone for a minute. Just leave it alone. Don't check the email. Just don't do it. Let me lead. And if you let me lead, you'll lack nothing. I'll make you rest. I'll lead you beside the quiet. And I will refresh your soul. In Jesus' name, and the people of God said, and amen. Thank you for your ears.